Corey and Ray, and we're talking about Rosh Hashanah today, which is the Jewish New Year. It starts tonight at sundown, goes until tomorrow That's at right. sundown. Some people will be celebrating till Sunday. They just don't want to stop. But for <laughs> us, it'll be tonight at uh, sundown, and uh, then we'll start over with Saturday night. So uh, moving on to, you know, each of these feasts for me this year has been this Releasing of one of these four of oh, the four horsemen of apocalypse, just a glimpse, not the real horse, but a glimpse of it, which is just as bad, I think, sometimes. Uh, even though they're brief, it's been obviously, you know, from COVID to these racial things, all, all of the, the protests that actually started on Pentecost, just to show you. So each one of these events has coincided with one of the feasts of the Lord. That's what, of course, drew my attention. And so. These feast days are crucial because they're often when God moves in unique ways on the earth, especially ways that have something to do with our salvation or the end times. And in this case, for this year of 2020, which has been a horrid year, it's really been a time where the enemy, Satan, has just really thrived at causing people to hear his voice, his pay. And as much as Eve did, and much as Cain did, much as Adam did, they just blew it. And so this year, a lot of folks, there have been some wonderful things this year, the, the medical community dealing with COVID the police, all, all that they've had to endure and help. But there's been so much bad, too. And, and so a lot of that has to do with these horsemen. Since the spring feast, I've been sharing about what I believe has been happening, uh, at least since Purim, when this brief but powerful glimpse first began. So these are some important lessons for us to learn about the end times since the actual real horsemen will ride during the Great Tribulation. Hopefully we won't be here. But it began with the white horse at Purim, red horse at Passover, black horse at Pesach Shani, the second Passover, as well as Ascension Day. And then the pale horse came out on Pentecost, as I said, when and so much of this riding began. A second wave began this summer during the White Horse Glimpse. It was during the three weeks, uh, called the Three Weeks Fast in July, August. Red Horse came out in Elul. The Black Horse Glimpse returns tonight, and we go through these 10 days of awe of Tishrei, uh, Yom Kippur, and the 10 days of awe. And I would expect that the Pale Horse Glimpse will follow for Shavuot and beyond, possibly the end of it. But I think things will begin to wrap up then in October, hopefully. So what does this glimpse mean for us now? Well, we know what happened during Second Passover and Ascension Day when the first wave of this black horse occurred. So let's just go to the scriptures. Third seal and the black horse. This is in Revelation 6. When the Lamb opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come, I looked, and there before me was a black horse. This rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. Then I heard what sounded like a voice among the four living creatures saying, Two pounds of wheat for a day's wages, six pounds of barley for a day's wages, and do not damage the oil and the wine. So several important phrases I drew your attention to then. I'll do it again. A pair of scales. All right, looking back by second Passover in early May, it's becoming clear that the economies of the world had absolutely been destroyed. The entire world faced the worst recession since the Great Depression. Stock market dropped 30%. 40% of low-income Americans lost their jobs during the pandemic. Countries placed on lockdown with no travel. Industrial production and sales plummeted. In many cases, those restrictions still continue. Some just started tonight, like in Israel. So the other phrase, do not damage the oil and the wine. It's all about guarding your anointing. And this year, boy, oh boy, oh boy, if we could learn and hold on to this lesson, especially during this feast, holy oil and wine diluted. Something 
you don't want to dilute. At a time of economic chaos, the temptation would be to damage or dilute the wine or oil. It says do not damage, right? But we're talking diluting because uh, if you create more wine and oil by diluting it, sounds good. But it would be worthless because it would be impure to use in the temple to sell and it would taste bad. So it's worth less, right? One way is to dilute oil is to mix last year's olive oil with a new fresh oil. See, there's nothing comparable to spending time with God. Otherwise, the prophetic voice is silent. And that's part of the significance here. We're tested when we have less. Wheat, barley, wine, oil are the same materials as Solomon traded with the king of Tyre when he's working to acquire materials to build God's house. We're now his house, and we supply so the work can be done there. Hard times test our giving. When it comes to prophetic events, the most important country to watch is Israel. And ironically, we already know that Israel is being proactive with shutdowns despite the feasts. We're calling, just kind of calling this the fall feast lockdown, just like in Passover. For the first time in their history, Passover took place in quarantine. This week, Israel announced that they would enter a three-week lockdown beginning Rosh Hashanah, beginning tonight. Never happened before. The schools, the malls, the hotels would close. All celebrations would be in homes. Israeli ministers on Sunday approved a three-week nationwide lockdown to uh, contain the resurgence of coronavirus. Israelis are barred from traveling 500 meters from home. The spring Passover lockdown in March and April when the Black Horseman first rode plunged Israel into a pretty significant recession. How significant is this quarantine in Israel for the fall feast? It's just absolutely unprecedented. One of the most important observances of Rosh Hashanah is hearing the, literally hearing the sounding of the shofar. They say Rosh Hashanah doesn't begin until you hear a shofar. So if you, and they hear that in the synagogue. So no work is permitted on Rosh Hashanah. Much of the day is just spent in the synagogue where the regular daily liturgy is rather expanded, right? So you can spend the day there. Another popular practice, we talked about Tashlik, casting off. They walk to flowing water, such as a creek, a river, empty their pockets into the river, symbol symbolically casting off their sins. So as the second wave begins tonight with the Black Horseman again, the finance ministry projected the lockdown will result in a 6.5 billion shekel loss to the economy. That's $1.8 billion. On a worldwide level, the Black Horseman will bring, dev bring devastation to a world already in ruin. The UN Food Program suggested that coronavirus measures will lead to an additional 130 million people being pushed to the brink of starvation by the end of the year. That's a total of 265 million people. It doubled it. So in Israel, where our eyes are, that's significant. It's huge for, their, for them to say, you know, stay in your homes. And uh, so already this third horseman glimpse is beginning. I would say this about the horseman. I do believe the second wave is affecting the world more than it's affecting America. It's definitely affecting us, but it seems to be affecting the world more. And we need to pray for them. We need to pray for Israel. We need to pray for the world because, uh, in all honesty, whereas most of us have some ability to maintain when the economy uh, you know, shakes like it did, for the world, it's literally life and death. Mm. So that's part of the enemy wanting to kill, to steal, and destroy.